Hello everyone, welcome back to Cloud Kata, the Modern Infrastructure Show. This is Season 1, Anatomy of Modern Infrastructure and today's episode is about the 10th and the final factor in the anatomy which is Environment on Demand. We will understand how to achieve immutable infrastructure by creating a model that is Environment on Demand. So without any further delay, let's get started. start to dip deep dive into the concept of environment on demand let us understand what are some of the challenges that we face very uh, which are very common in in a day to day in setting up an infrastructure uh, the first and foremost channel of course is uh, manual setup which means uh, if there is lack of automation or no automation at all manual steps to take uh, to set up servers take forever and that in turn creates uh, untraceable uh, changes and no track of what change of changes were made when were they made and eventually every server uh, becomes a work, a work of art on its own uh, the other challenge that we hear about very which is very common is that the code works in local host but not in production and uh, believe me even after 10 to 12 years have passed uh, after the concept of uh, or devops as a concept was uh, you know uh, idealized uh, even today we face with so many advanced tools and technologies in place we still face the same issue probably the uh, choice of words have changed a bit probably people today would say that the code works in my container but it does not work in production server but the problem remains the same it works during development but it does not work during the after the delivery right and uh, last but not the least is that testing takes forever and because of uh, time consuming processes in testing people tend to skip that process for to achieve a faster uh, delivery cycle but remember untested uh, features or code is always a ticking time bomb which can explode any time in production and in turn impact all the trust that uh, is being built uh, with the customers so these are some of the very common but uh, very uh, you know uh, continuous uh, challenges that people face uh, in modern infrastructure and these really need to be taken care of right at the base otherwise with the modern infrastructure that we have discussed so far with all the features and factors and configuration parameters if we do not take care of solving these problem right during the setup there is no use of uh, you know achieving the the first nine factors which you have just discussed so let's look into uh, how these challenges uh, can be solved uh, for a long-term uh, you know effective delivery of uh, modern infrastructure so first uh, solution or just i would like you to imagine a situation wherein uh, you face a you know day-to-day -day, uh, challenge or of man manual setup and uh, and then suddenly you have a, a, a environment that can be created, tested, destroyed and even recreated on demand within few minutes. How about that? You know, you would love to have that kind of situation, right? We all would love to have that situation. Environment on demand is that kind of environment which can be uh, set up 
and can be brought up and brought down at any time depending on the demand of delivery and environment on demand means you have performance based upscaling and downscaling of environment which means depending on the demand of your output you create your input and which also means that you have a continuous delivery of your infrastructure uh, for your dev from your development till your releases and this also gives you backward compatibility so that uh, it doesn't matter uh, you know if you have scaled up to uh, 20 instances if there is uh, suddenly a drop in the traffic it can come down to one instance right so it is always backward compatible uh, and it it is upgradable and also downgradable right so that is what is the concept of environment on demand and what do you achieve when you actually have an on environment on demand setup you will achieve an immutable infrastructure if you have not heard about this term called immutable infrastructure let me explain a bit so by the word uh, immutable that means something which does not mutates now with our recent experience in past two years with the virus we know what kind of you know a scare scare that it it gives us whenever we hear about a new mutation that means the changes that or the evolution that happens to any item right so the same way even in infrastructure if you let your setup mutate over time right you increase your dependency on your infrastructure you became you become so tied up to the infrastructure that anything any change that you would like to make you would be skeptical in doing so because you would not know what has gone in or what will be the impact of that change and that is called mutable infrastructure which is a very dangerous uh, uh, you know a state to be so you you should always aim at achieving a immutable infrastructure that means uh, no matter what changes have gone in right it is still a commodity item you can still spin up as many uh, updated or down you know upgraded versions of it or even you can even downgrade when the utilization is not that much right so that is the idea that environment on demand brings in and that is why if you have to achieve an a very robust uh, modern infrastructure that i have discussed uh, in various layers from networking storage uh, servers uh, monitoring you know uh, your security all these configurations if you want to achieve all of them and remember all of these will change over time nothing will be same today whatever versions you are you are building today it will go through an upscaled version there will be newer threads that come in, come in and you will have to adapt to it so you should always uh, think about creating a immutable infrastructure using environment on demand design so this is what i mean by environment on demand now uh, let's look at how to set up an environment on demand uh, with whatever uh, technologies or tools you have in hand and uh, bear in mind that environment on demand is a concept that is not just for modern infrastructure it is truly about uh, automating your infrastructure setup in in such a way that it can be created or and uh, or recreated or destroyed or that means you can you know bring up and or bring it down at your uh, choice right so what do you need to achieve these kind of uh, environments the first and foremost thing which i think you would have already guessed is automation 
and by automation uh, what i mean uh, what you actually need is not just to you know write some scripts and bring up the environment no that is not enough for an environment on demand remember you will have to look at your demand and then bring up your environment so you need to go beyond automation and you need to treat everything as code that is why the first thing that you will need is infrastructure as code now what is infrastructure as code it's not as simple as just writing or automating something infrastructure as code means treating every component in your infrastructure as a code and what does code means in 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 the in the technical development terms code means it should have a single source of truth it should be version controlled it should be traceable testable and scalable that is the true meaning of code so when we talk about infrastructure as code that means treating each and every component in your infrastructure and converting them into code and uh, that will require your server configurations your packages that needs to be installed on those uh, the relationships between the servers let's say you have an application cluster and you have a database cluster so how what is the relation between them is it only one way or both way is it read only or read write all those relationships between various servers etc should be modeled with code and it should be automated uh, it should remove any manual steps which are prone to errors model server configurations parameterization uh, of everything uh, including uh, the packages and the relationship all of these things is very essential and uh, when you actually achieve model server configuration and parameterization this is called config also called configuration management which i will discuss what is the difference between infrastructure as code or configuration management but first thing is anything that you write in your infrastructure should be in a single source of truth maybe in a version control system scm whatever you say git uh, github gitlab whatever but it should be uh, stored in a single place and it should have a single source of truth and it should be version controlled there should be history maintained for all of this it should be traceable so that you can see whatever the changes that has gone in over time it should be testable and it should be scalable that means you should be able to add up more configuration or append more configuration to it uh, plus it should be parameterized uh, uh, you know properly and no uh, static uh, configuration uh, should be uh, there now uh, for instance some of the other things that to also keep in mind is that uh, we you should if you can and i in fact you should tag branch uh, and release the code that define your servers right uh, you you have a life cycle that covers different stages to the infrastructure as code that is for your development your testing your production and continuously test our infrastructure as we make changes now i'll talk more about how to test it uh, in uh, in in a few minutes but let's look at another uh, component of infrastructure of as code if i may say is configuration management now sometimes you may get confused with configuration management and infrastructure as code because today we have so many options in our hand in terms of tools and uh, you know um, to, you know the tech stack that one tool can do everything right and there are many roles that it plays but it is very important to understand what is the subtle difference between infrastructure as code and uh, configuration management now infrastructure as code is typically what i have said right 
everything that your infrastructure has convert it into uh, a code which is uh, code format which is stored in a uh, source control repository version controlled and which can be tested and which can be scaled technically uh, you know whatever you do uh, like uh, for your applications as well now what is configuration management now once you have created your infrastructure using infrastructure as code sometimes you may have to configure the softwares that you have installed uh, with managed services today on cloud you might achieve pre-built uh, you know solutions that that is at your exp exposure you can uh, let's say kubernetes for example you can choose to set up a kubernetes cluster on your own uh, because maybe you are uh, not very comfortable with the uh, with the saas uh, option and you want more uh, private and more customized version of a kubernetes cluster so you may want to do a kubernetes installation on servers now when you are doing it first thing is installation and next thing is let's say you want to upgrade kubernetes to a different version after 6 months now that is a configuration management and continuous changes that you have to do or modify it based on the requirements so uh, this configuration management means your model server configurations you know parameterizing everything and relationship is in a code again this is part of infrastructure as code. Uh, so another example can be, uh, especially when you are setting up monitoring systems and tools, you know, something to collect more analytics. Now on cloud, you will get things out of the box, but you may need more things like say, you want to set up synthetics monitoring or business monitoring or collect all the data of logging for sec or audit logging, right? So you may choose to install some softwares which you would purchase from uh, some uh, third party provider. Um, let's say you want to install Splunk, right? Which is a logging software, which gives you much more enriched uh, log aggregation, right? Now, when you are doing say small Splunk installation um, and uh, you are, uh, you know, maintaining that installation on your own, uh, you may have to do some changes, let's say, your, you need to extend the disk space after some days or you need to upgrade the version of Splunk or maybe you need to create different blob stores, uh, you know, the partitions for the log stores or format. So these are configuration of the software that you have already installed. So you are not actually creating any new infra, but you are just configuring the softwares uh, within the infra that you have set up. This is called configuration management and they, the tools which do infrastructure as code and tools which are specifically meant to do configuration management, uh, they are slightly different. However, today you might see, uh, you know, both kind of tools doing the same work, but keep in mind that what is their core value, right? So the choice of uh, uh, tools really matters when you are, sometimes you may end up uh, using one tool doing both the work if you get it well that is very good suppose sometimes you might not be able to achieve that so you may have to uh, combine one or two tools uh, one to for your infrastructure as code uh, de infrastructure deployment and you know creation your environment on demand creation and another one which is embedded within it which is for configuring certain parts in your infrastructure which are uh, not part of the let's say the same uh, cloud provider or, or the infrastructure setup but it is something that you have self-managed so uh, 
this 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 is a subtle difference between not difference i would say you need to understand what is infrastructure as code and uh, con configuration management uh, so what should you really uh, keep in mind when you are building infrastructure as code or be it configuration management code right one thing to keep in mind is don't just automate as i have said right automation is uh, very trivial today if you ask me honestly it may have been difficult uh, 10 years or 8 years back but today it's very easy you know you can automate anything in any script you can you know the bare minimum you can have is a shell script um, or python script but that is not enough you know when we say uh, writing code that has to have some quality attached to it if that code is not written in a good way it will become again uh, it it will end up creating mutable infrastructure and not immutable infrastructure so it will create immutable code which only keeps growing and it is difficult to you know scale or extend um, so you should keep in mind that just automating is not enough what is important is you have to create you have to do modularization and templatization so you have to modularize and templatize what does that mean make sure first and foremost thing you choose cloud agnostic tools right or provider agnostic tools provider here means wherever you are hosting your infrastructure make sure you choose tools which are agnostic of that provider so that tomorrow if you have to customize it in some other provider you would not have to redo or learn the whole thing again right so uh, you know use cloud native uh, you know cloud agnostic tools um, to create cloud native applications so some of the tool choices for infrastructure as code is the top most one is terraform so if you are already well connected with infrastructure as code so you would know that terraform is the d tool or the first choice of any infrastructure developer uh, because uh, again um, it has uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, integration points uh, for uh, you know uh, infrastructure creation in various clouds the other choices that can be used are ansible again ansible is uh, more useful in configuration management now i'll speak about uh, where each one of them is useful uh, there is a chef uh, and of course the there is a least one which is python uh, in fact many of these tools also use python as an underlying language to build it uh, terraform uses golang as an underlying language uh, uh, you know chef uses erlang uh, so but terraform and ansible you will find it mostly used uh, to create but uh, something uh, i'm not going to talk more about terraform here but i want to uh, want you to understand how to write these terraform code it's very easy but again uh, that will just get you to a beginner's level you will not be at an expert level of infrastructure development if you do not modularize and templatize now, how do you modularize first thing is have a base image or base setup for each and every component uh, or the fundamental components let's say if you are uh, going to have a lot of compute services maybe kubernetes cluster or uh, simple virtual machines anything uh, if you have virtual machines running as a part of any setup make sure you have a base system image right identify the uh, operating system that you would like to use let's say you are using linux operating system so you have to choose one operating system right you should not keep like five different operating system for five different thing 
unless there is a genuine reason that you are doing something some features that are only uh, that can only be run on a particular linux system other than that just make it consistent across your infrastructure if it is a linux infrastructure make sure you use one single version or one default version for everything so that will make it easier for you to upgrade and fix things when it whenever you need it right so base system image a base container image if you have if your application is already containerized so you will need a base container image also so you need both remember because containers are just processes running on systems so you need the first base fundamental system then the container and then you need some base modules first right so what are modules modules are units of infrastructure for instance, um, if you are on, let's say, AWS, so you will first have to choose what all AWS services you want to use. Make, maybe you want to use an EC2 uh, service, you want to use, you want to create a private infrastructure, so you need a VPC, um, you know, uh, likewise. So something will be common across your infrastructure. So if you have, a, if you're running compute engines, so you will definitely need EC2 instances, let's say, for example or uh, you know compute instances if you're in gk or any other car or the equivalent of it so you will have to have a base module which creates compute instances and then you will have to have a base uh, module which creates a container right so make sure the default setup they are all uh, uh, part of a base setup or a base uh, item uh, base image which is again uh, created through an automated process so let's say for uh, you know you can even uh, use packer is a tool which can be used to create system image container image from for any any cloud that is there right so you can use that so first thing in in the step to modularize is to create a base setup and the next thing is to create modules within your infrastructure as code now i personally like to divide my infrastructure as code into modules into what i call as modules and provisioners modules is something that you will uh, if you are familiar with terraform or ansible you would have heard about it in ansible it is called let's say playbook in chef term it is chef has their cookbook right uh, and then within cookbook you have recipes and um, within uh, in ansible it will have roles and then and within roles it has playbooks various things right so uh, basically i want to divide the independent units in an infrastructure as i have said like compute instances, one is a unit, RDS is a unit, uh, load balancers is a unit, VPC is a unit, or maybe, uh, you know, uh, something else like say S3 buckets, creating S3 buckets is a unit. Things which I know that will be created every time or most of the time for different environments. I need to create a dev, a replica of production environment in dev. I will need all the components because I will need, need EC2 instances, I will need RDS, I will need S3 buckets, I will need load balancers, I will need VPCs. So create a module of each of the unit, right? So this is the base first step, right? Modularization means creating independent modules and then creating provisioners. Now what is provisioner? Provisioners are the the they are also a form of modules but these are the executables of these base modules that you have created so let's say provisioners for your dev environment 
or your non-prod environment you can have one provisional for your non-prod environment and you can create as many environment as you want in non-prod you can have a development you can have a, a regression one you can have a performance test environment now as many environments as you want you can create a provisional for it let's say you create a provisional for non-prod and you create a provisional for prod uh, now you may keep one provisioner and you may try to distribute or create different environments from a single provisioner that absolutely up to you but sometimes for security reason you might or sometimes in production you might have a more uh, you know uh, environment specification more number of servers compared to what you have in depth so you can keep and also uh, you know until you reach that matured state um, wherein uh, everything is properly tested uh, you may want to keep both separate so that to avoid any unnecessary uh, you know uh, code uh, merges that happen in production and that might impact now but the idea is create modules and then create provisioner so what will you have in provisioner in provisioner you will have an environment a full environment creation and it will call in independent modules that it needs that means it will call the ec2 modules it will call the uh, st module or uh, rds module and then it will have the whole thing in a stack and it will create an environment so if you look if you are if you have done application development you may correlate it with your uh, you know libraries and your actual packages right uh, or your functions and packages so similarly modules and provisioner divide your code in such a way that these modules are reusable in as many environment as possible don't just create one piece of code or one file wherein you dump in everything then you will not be able to create uh, you know uh, or slice and dice uh, different environments from it if you just have one environment file you'll not be able to do it so try to divide it so that if you just have to launch one ec2 instance you you will just be able to do that by creating a provisioner and calling it and if you just have to launch the entire environment end to end then you, you call all the all the uh all the modules right so this is what uh is the design for a modular infrastructure as code then uh, some of the other things uh, in the modular code uh, that has to be kept in mind is that parameterization very important don't hard code even after using terraform or ansible i have seen people hard code values especially ip addresses and uh, you know uh, naming configuration naming conventions uh, within the code within the variables.tf file and it is very dangerous try to make sure that there is no hard coded value so when you have a module and provisioner distribution make sure there is no hard coded value within the variables the values only come in the provisioners where you give them an input and then the output is the environment where you only give the values when you are executing it not in the default code so that is why you need the modularization otherwise if you just have one module creating everything you will hard code every value within it and you may end up overriding or you know just building a, a hard coded code uh, everywhere so make sure that parameterization is very important and no variable values are saved in modules but in the provisioner uh, output is very important when you are executing it from the provisioner make sure that you have defined output so you know the thing the infrastructure components are actually getting created uh, then the other thing is versions make sure you have a version for this module because remember these will keep 
upgrading with newer versions right so you need to have a different upgrade keep upgrading the versions in the modules uh, and documentation uh, you need to have a very well documented readme files which explains the use case and how, and the usage very important the use case of the modules and usage of the modules in provisioners so have a very well documented readme file for that now some of the tools of my choice are uh, as i mentioned earlier i uh, actually like terraform for infrastructure creation orchestration and execution uh, because of some of the reasons some of the features that it has because it preserves the state of infra it whenever it creates an infra it collects the uh, output and it actually saves it in files and next time when you are running the same script on the same infra unless you have done any changes it will not recreate any new thing only after only when you are adding a new uh, component it will uh, actually append the changes and not override or destroy the whole infra however it depends on your infrastructure uh, code as well uh, so sometimes uh, there can be disaster uh, wherein you end up overriding the whole thing so your code has to be truly idempotent uh in especially if you are using uh, an a simple execution of commands that's when you end up uh, you know uh, end up running into a risk of cre recreation of infrastructure right so uh, terraform has one more important thing that it has a uh, validation stage where you can actually see what will be created or what will be upgraded or what will be just you know uh, skipped so it preserves the state it validates the state during execution so i like it because very important for infrastructure creation is that you may be fine with creating uh, you know uh, or destroying infrastructure in uh, non production but production you know especially live systems you cannot go and on the fly destroy things no matter even if it is stateless right you will have to make sure that everything is scaled properly Uh, the other important feature of terraform which i love uh, is that it integrates with most infrastructure provider uh, be it cloud providers or be it any saas uh, uh, providers for databases so it has a terraform uh, uh, you know provider for anything uh, which is exposed uh, most of the things right uh, you will have a terraform provider for kubernetes or apart from the cloud ones right you will have independent like kubernetes one or maybe mongodb one you have an independent provider for this so that's another feature i like about it uh, it has versioning uh, very important that i mentioned versioning is very important for modules so it has a versioning concept of module so you can actually version control it it has a clear output so you can define the output that your script is going to create uh it has another important feature which is workspace management now remember i told you that you can have one provisioner for non prod and one for prod so when you are having one provisioner for non prod you may want to have multiple environments like say dev qa staging performance you know so depending on parallel testing right now when you need that terraform has a concept of workspace wherein you can actually uh create different environment with the same module so it is like uh how branches are in git a similar concept and not exactly similar but very closer to that in terraform where you have a workspace so when you are coding you actually create a branch on a local machine and you are actually developing it and only when you are confident you will raise a merge request right so uh in terraform also you have a workspace you can create a dev qa staging workspace and you can actually switch between the workspace and terraform will make sure that it maintains 
different state files or for different workspaces so when you have multi, when you want to create multiple non production environment or testing environments you can create different workspaces and then you can you know run your code and but you will have the same provisioner which will only have different values and different workspaces so that way you can test things in parallel without impacting on the other environment uh some uh, some things that should be careful uh, while you are developing with terraform is that some resources may or may not be identified depending on how they behave like say terraform has the simplest uh, uh, resource called for uh, command execution so you can basically uh, run a shell script or just shell commands within terraform remote exec or local exec but these are not entirely idempotent meaning it will not check the idempotency of the commands that you have given so it will just run the commands as it is right now you will need to be careful if uh, uh, you know if your commands are not in line with idempotency so you will need to be careful in, in that you test it out thoroughly uh, for terraform the other tool that i uh, also choose when i am doing infrastructure as code is ansible but this is specifically for configuration management of self managed software uh, as i mentioned earlier that some softwares you may want to do uh, you want to set up on your own like say your monitoring tools uh, your scanning tools you know um, some some things right which may or not all cloud provider have these things especially related to security and monitoring and observability basically related to operations so all these operations tools has to be set up uh, on your own so in that case ansible is very useful because it is it was built uh, you know it's a very good configuration management tool it has rules so you can have a monitoring rule defined for your monitoring servers or your scanning servers and it also has pre built modules for most of, most of these softwares like say package installations or uh, you know user creations so sometimes these monitor in these operational tools need you to configure your uh, servers in in a specific way right you know create certain partitions some folders and things like that so ansible has pre built modules to create those things and you don't have to write you know shell commands and find out which is the right shell command right so ansible has those things uh and most of the ansible modules are idempotent now i actually like to use a combination of terraform and ansible whenever i have ansible modules for configuration management the execution part is still within terraform so i use terraform to execute the ansible code let's say i'm setting up a monitoring setup let's say in splunk and i want to install splunk in a kubernetes cluster so i will create the kubernetes cluster with terraform but uh, i will probably install uh, you know uh, the uh, splunk software using ansible because that will uh, that will that then mean that i can also install it in something other than kubernetes cluster maybe a simple vm so ansible uh, plus terraform is a good combination gives you a lot of flexibility and sometimes uh, you may or may not have any terraform uh, provider for a software to install right or a configure but ansible uh, will help you even write a shell script in uh, to end so uh, ansible is also easy to learn because it is again yaml but one drawback in ansible is that unlike terraform ansible does not many meant or store the states of the infrastructure so that is a tricky part so whenever using ansible that's why i do not use ansible for infrastructure creation although it it can create infrastructure but i do not prefer it because it does not store the state files 
by default you will have to do some customization and it is not that clean so i prefer terraform to do it because terraform will store the state files and ansible to do the configuration part so it is more about uh, to write the automation scripts and terraform is more about writing the infrastructure as code so these are some of the choices and how i uh, personally like to design my modular code uh, with the uh, features that i mentioned earlier now the other thing that you need once you have written the code right you have not reached there you have not uh, really created environment on demand you need to test that code so it is very important without testing you cannot release any infrastructure especially in infrastructure right if you just uh, randomly go ahead and change a port number without any testing it might bring down the entire uh, live uh, setup right so what i call is test not just test driven development but it is test driven delivery especially when it comes to infrastructure because in infrastructure everything starts with delivery right everything starts getting used it's not just in somebody's local laptop it's being used by users to test so test driven delivery is also is what we should be looking at that means test everything before you are giving to somebody to use right so which will mean that host a production like, like environment at your uh, for your developers uh, or same as qa so all the devs and qas have a prod like environment to test the same code that will eventually go in the production this way more bugs can be caught before it goes to production and also uh, introduce test in every module uh, there are tools available which uh, like say um, you know to test terraform code or to test ansible code test each modules and then test each integration also that means each provisioner as well so that is why you need to test at the module level you need to test after creation of this let's say the lower environments right and also you need to introduce performance test um, for your environment so if you have before you go to production you need to performance test the environment which you are designing for production so you need to have a performance test environment as well and then the application will be run in that environment and it will be uh, you know uh, uh, it will be identified whether the scaling is fine or not uh, same way user acceptance test also uh, you will need to have test to feel that if you have designed the kubernetes cluster does it have the right number of ingresses or entry points uh, that are needed so test driven develop delivery is very uh, essential the other thing is very important is uh, like infrastructure as code you should also have pipeline as code so what is pipeline pipeline is the whole assembly line unit that you will use to create uh, your uh, to run your infrastructure provision your infrastructure right so it can have different stages like say it can have an initial dev stage then qa stage then staging stage and then it has a production stage so that means in each stage you are creating a dev a dev environment and testing it and then you know then promoting it to the next one so this is a pipeline that you have and you should also put this pipeline in a code format right most uh, of the ci cd tools have a, a yaml format for this code so very important to have a um, you know deployment and a test template for your pipeline as code and when you have a pipeline as code uh, in your infrastructure you can also uh, manage the secrets that means the usernames and password uh, which you are storing somewhere uh, can be automatically called during runtime and you will not need to save it in any file or any server so when you are launching the pipeline as code the pipeline will call a secret management place from where the secrets are taken and then it is launched so 
the point is putting this entire process of assembly line also in a code so some of the examples are if you are in gitlab you have gitlab ciml or if you are using jenkins then it has groovy or jenkins files um, and and likewise right every uh, pipeline ci cd uh, tool that we have they actually have a pipeline as code mechanism so make sure that you have a pipeline as code again for traceability so that tomorrow if something additional needs to be added maybe something needs to be promoted you can always do it from code and it is not just a manual change in the ui the other thing uh, important is for environment on demand is zero downtime deployment that means uh, when you are extending or doing any changes in your infrastructure there is zero downtime of your application so how do you achieve that you can really achieve that using stretch clusters that means if you are on cloud make sure that the clusters are stretched across all the zones uh, that is that are available in that region and also uh, use a deployment model that includes strategies of blue green rolling and canary for platform upgrades right uh, especially let's say bigger upgrades like say kubernetes upgrade or uh, say postgresql upgrade which will which usually has a very impactful uh, effect on uh, this the application so uh, use a deployment model uh, from the strategies of these a high availability of persistent storage using network file storage or geo replication across data center because remember especially when you are doing database upgrade it is very important that the underlying uh, storage system is also been replicated across locations and very important thing is amend do not overwrite changes so make sure your application or infrastructure as code is idempotent so it is not overriding uh, your configurations it is just amending it another important thing is uh, auto scaling uh, because environment on demand once you have set it up then it should also in, include auto scaling that means it will scale out when the performance is high and it will scale down when the performance is low and only after that you will be able to get what you your demand has asked you for so the other uh, last but not the least once you have all these configurations in place one thing very important is that you controlled it from one place right so that is why you will need a centralized command center and that is the reason why i spoke about a single source of truth at the very beginning and that's why you will need to treat your infrastructure as code so that you have one place from where which is a source of truth and anything any changes that goes there will trigger a new deployment right so you should use a version control system and avoid making manual changes in the servers or logging into the server and running any script don't do that make sure you have pipeline as code use a ci system uh, to run that pipeline as code and within that pipeline as code run the provisioners which will call the modules based on the uh, you know uh, values that are provided it will create the infrastructure and it is all controlled from a centralized place which is a centralized cloud administration this will also help you prevent any vendor locking right uh, so if you have different modules let's say for aws for gcp for uh, azure you can pick and choose if you have to leave aws for some reason tomorrow then you can always have a gcp environment because your provisioners need to just switch the modules from gcp to aws so you will have that flexibility and not have to scratch your head to be very honest in a very recent time i have done a major cloud migration from alibaba cloud to gcp and in fact um, half of the job was easier because we followed an infrastructure as code model and we use cloud agnostic tools uh and this is also very important for your 
in in internal teams because they don't have to learn uh, everything from scratch right they still have the same programming language which they're using for programming their infrastructure they just are changing different uh, providers and this also will build a better observability so you will know what you are doing in your infrastructure if you have a centralized command center so what do you achieve from all of this from having an environment on demand uh, the first and foremost uh, fruit of this uh, effort is that you will have more stable and tested releases, right? You will have reliable and consistent releases. Very important, right? You can trust your releases or trust your infrastructure because one of the very common, uh, uh, you know, habit of people is that anything, if it breaks in production, the first uh, suspect, usual suspect is the infrastructure. But if you build this everything within code and you know traceable and testable and with reports people will not suspect the infrastructure and they will focus on something which may be by some third party effect or or maybe some application code effect or something like that so very easy to uh, you know resolve disputes in infrastructure uh, you will achieve production like environment on your uh, at, at your exposure at any time it will be reality now you will have consistency across all environment because remember you will have one template and you will follow it in lower and upper environments then you have automated and scalable environment on demand you will have fully tested configuration management uh, production go live can happen multiple times in a week multiple deployments every week overall testing time will come down because over the time when you have everything tested you will not need to run the full regression suite right because it is already getting tested in in lower scale in the modular level in the provisional level so when it comes to the final one you just need to validate certain things and uh, because the big uh, bang testing would have already been covered so uh, testing overall testing time uh, will be reduced will be faster basically so in summary, uh, what does environment on demand say? Environment on demand say that have model server configurations, parameterize everything, relationships with other servers, packages in code, have configuration management and infrastructure as code. Uh, we can solve any issue that we are seeing today if we follow uh, this step plus version control the code, right? Uh, host a production like environment at your uh, lower lowest level maybe from the development phase or in the development laptop itself so that you can catch more bugs uh, and uh, so that you can try and test your code as many times as possible before you go to production scalable environment on demand uh, that means having an environment that can be brought up tested with infrastructure as code and destroyed recreated on demand in a in in a few minutes and which really gives you immutable infrastructure i hope uh, that you liked today's episode i hope i was able to cover uh, the idea of environment on demand and this really marks the 10th uh, or the final factor of the anatomy of modern infrastructure in the framework that i have uh, covered so far which is 10 factor infrastructure means the top 10 factors that helps you build a robust modern infrastructure so this is the last uh, of the factors and next episode i will do a quick rewind of the 10 factor infra to capture it before we move on to our next season uh, which will be on another interesting uh, aspect of modern infrastructure 
so do let me know how do you like uh, this episode uh, if you have any questions any specific queries please write to me on cloudkata.com you can subscribe to the show on spotify apple podcast google podcast and stitcher or you can go to cloudkata.com subscribe and download the transcript or write to me and in the comment section and let me know uh, how uh, uh, was it helpful for you so stay tuned for the next episode till then uh, stay healthy stay safe see you bye bye